Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Hello, hello, and welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. On this episode, I talk to the one and only Louis Sabatasso. Louis is the host of Real Talk. Louis is a great guy. In this episode, we talk about relapse and how this time his sobriety is different through working the principles and having that mental sobriety is really the missing piece. So, Let's get into it. All right, Louie, I am so excited to chat with you, man. Yeah, so me too. Louie, can we just get like right into it? What, sure. what is your story? What are you up to? Mm. We know you're in LA, right? Yeah, I'm in LA. I'm, uh, I'm an LA native. Um, Ooh, rare. You're yeah. a unicorn. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's several of us. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where it starts. I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. very proud to be an LA native. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's face it. This is kind of where everybody comes or wants to come. So, you know, that's gotta be something. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a magic and, an, and just an energy to LA. That's just so it's just, I can't describe it other words than magic. Where are you from? So I'm from Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Nice. Have you ever been there? No, I have not. How long have you been in LA? I've been in LA for 11 years. All right. Yeah. I feel kind That's of a, like a native. Well, I mean, over, over <laughs> a decade. Let's see, ish. Ish. Yeah. You know, over, yeah. over a decade is, it's a significant amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I spent like most of my 20s here. So yeah, a lot of interesting growth. Let's just put it that way. Have you been out like more towards the beach most of the time? Uh, West Hollywood mainly. Yeah. Right. Are you in West Hollywood or where are you at now? West Hollywood. Oh, cool. I'm in West Hollywood yeah. and I'm also, I spend a lot of time now in uh, Santa Monica. Oh, nice. I have a girlfriend that lives in Santa Monica, so I, I'm in, I stay over there a lot, um, which Very is great. Cool. Yeah, she's like seven blocks from the, from, from, from the beach, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Can we get into your recovery story? Like sure. how it all started? Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's been a long, uh, a long, long journey for me, um, of many stops and starts. Uh, I mean, I, you know, the very first time I ever, I drank, um, when I was around 12, I got alcohol poisoning. So I've never once Whoa. had like a normal drink experience. I've never once had, you know, I just have mm-hmm. it. I've never was a, definitely an alcoholic from jump. So the first right. time I was in rehab, I was, uh, it was when I was 18. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, 
So, you know, and it was just, it was very atypical as far as at that point I was just uh, drinking, you know, snorting blow, acid, mushrooms, you know, that sort of high school stuff. Um, But it was, you know, I'd gotten a DUI already and I'd gotten another arrest and it was definitely already at the problem stage. And interestingly enough, I, when I first started drinking, I, you know, I would go in my parents' bar and I would steal their their booze and I would fill it up with water and (laughs) I or or I see of course for the darker booze and I would get this gnarly crazy like rash like I would get this actual physical allergy reaction from drinking you know and that was very early on so I yeah so I ended up in rehab when I was 18 stayed sober for about three months and then that was down in Orange County and then I came Mm -hmm. back up to LA and uh you know, just things got, I started working a lot as an actor at that point and, um, yeah. being able to sort of take care of myself in that regard. Um, then like I went monetarily, to, monetarily. And then I went away to school for a second to American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And, and then I just, uh, you know, Hey, I started smoking a lot of crack, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just kind of Whoa. discovered and I started smoking crack and, uh, ended up back in rehab again. And mm-hmm. then, when I was in rehab that time, I, I sort of, they had me really whacked out on detox meds and I, I kind of came to and I, and I looked up and there was this girl and she had like really long, dark hair and she was tall and she was really beautiful and she was hooked up to an IV and she had like mm-hmm. these marks up and down her arm. And I was like instantly in love with this girl. Like it was the oh, darkest wow. thing I'd ever seen. And she yeah. basically introduced me into the world of becoming a uh, uh, a junkie. So the next um, many years, I was always in a perpetual state of trying to get clean and sober once I started shooting dope. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would uh, I was in and out of many, many, many rehabs and mental hospitals and detoxes over the course of the next, you know, 20 years, but I stayed sober for a lot of that time too. So, so that's just the way it's, it went on for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, as I sit here right now, I have uh, a year sober again, which is awesome. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Halloween. Halloween is my year. Yeah. That's great. How has this year been any different from the, the previous? Uh, it's it? been, it's been, a, it's been different. I mean, listen, I've always come in, I've always, um, I've always, you know, uh, done the work. I've always gone to meetings. I've always, um, you know, had sponsors. I've always sponsored people. I've always had commitments. I've, I've done all of that stuff, but I, I've missed, I, I've also been, you know, kind of a scumbag as far as girls in the program. And you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> just not, I, I, I missed the boat on the principles thing. I just, okay. did, I just didn't, I didn't correlate the two. I never correlated staying sober and, you know, having to live with, like, I got that, you know, I can't, you know, be a criminal and, and all of that, but I didn't really get right. So this time. Um, I got sober and I actually found myself about three months in. And I know this, this goes against a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, opinions, but I, I, I ended up in a relationship and I've been in relationships in sobriety before, but when I got in a relationship yeah. with this girl, I was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to, we started seeing each other and about a month into it, she said, you know, from North Carolina, she said, are you my boyfriend? It's a little bit of an exaggeration on the accent, but, <laughs> and I said, well, what That's does great. that look like to you? And she said, well, it means that we yeah. don't, you know, we're not dating other people. And I said, okay, so that's what this is about. You don't want me to date other people. And I said, right. okay. And I, and I said, let me get back to you on that. And cause I wanted to, you know, and I talked to some people in my life about it. I talked to my sponsor and I was just, I said, cause if I had said I was going to do that, I really wanted to do it. So I went back to her. I said, yeah, let's give it a try. So I did it. And something weird happened a couple months into this, you know, me, you know, just being with her. I like opened myself up to really having feelings for this girl and I genuinely fell in love with this girl and I really started living principles across the board in this relationship. No texting, no, right. you know, no flirting, nothing. And I realized the benefits that I was getting from that, like the benefits that I was personally getting for making that choice. And I wasn't doing it for her. I was doing it for myself and living principles in that way. And then the weirdest shit started to happen. The whole living in principles thing started bleeding into my work life and into my you know, my, my life and my relationships with everybody else in my life. And I just started, you know, I started having actual 24 hour periods of living completely in principles and honesty and integrity. And, and it's, uh, and it completely changed my life. It was, it was, a and it was, none of that was intentional. I did not go into this relationship thinking right. that was going to happen. And it's, uh, it's had a really remarkable, um, effect on my life. Amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and I have a sponsor that, I mean, we can't really talk about the program on this. You can talk, you can about, talk whatever about whatever you want. You want. Oh, all right. Well, it's, you know, we're pro in, we're in, what I do to stay sober is I go to, I go to meetings and in, and then I have a sponsor and my sponsor is, um, a guy who's in a really, uh, in a good relationship and he's a really, really principled guy. And his whole thing when we started talking about spirituality was he's like, dude, it's doing the next right thing. For me, it's doing the next right thing. And I was like, yeah, all right. I sort of got it. But yeah. as this year has gone on, I realized, wow, that's exactly what it is. It's doing the next right thing all the time. And every decision I make, it's like, am I in the principles? Am I doing the next right thing? And I, I ask myself that before everything that I do now. And it's it's been pretty it's been pretty amazing. So if there's anything different, that's definitely different. What is that? mean like doing the next right thing can you elaborate on that it means you know uh it's like acting in a way why i'm at, uh, for example it's like why i'm at work you know i i do a a, a show called real talk and i it's uh, i'm at you know the studio where we do it um and it's uh it's it, uh, it's on sunset um and it's in the office of um this, this fellow named andrew spanswick who owns these recovery centers and so it's an office with the, with a lot of people and I doing the next right thing for me is uh, I fill out expense reports and I don't um, add anything to the expense reports. That's even one penny over what I say uh, that it's like Ubers to and from work and that's it. Like that's the only thing I right. put in there. Um, I don't do anything as far as flirting with the, with the women here that I wouldn't do if my girlfriend was standing in the room. Everything I do, right. every text I send, I send it like, would, would I, would, would I be cool if Claire knew I was sending this text? Everything that I do, I do based on that. And the other really crazy thing I've discovered is I actually can communicate with women and even be charming without flirting. 
I had no idea that was even possible. Zero expectation. With zero expectations, but I didn't even know it was right. it was possible to communicate without you know without flirting or having some sort of sexual undertones to everything. So all of that has been um, has you know that's all doing the next right thing. You know, um, being in a meeting, definitely. You know, talking to new people, um, being in Ubers and being nice to the Uber driver. I mean, just everything. It's just like there's always like everything I do all day. There's always a decision. And it's become trying to become uh, that being the habit. It's like, so, yeah, so that's, that's what that means to me. Yeah. I mean, being more mindful with just like the simple little things really compound. And you're like, wait, these are actually major changes and major impacts in my life. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. What are you up to now? I know you're doing Real Talk. You briefly mentioned it. Can you talk about Real Talk a little bit more? Yeah, it's, um, you know, what, what's we just started it a few months ago and it's, um, mm -hmm. it's just a sit down talk show and we actually, we, you know, we, we tape it and record it obviously. Um, and mm -hmm. sort of shot like the, um, I guess it looks a lot like the Charlie Rose show, which is okay. on cause he got hashtag me too, but you know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of how we do it. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's great. And it's just what it sounds like. It's just real talk. We just sit and talk about like real shit, you know? Yeah. Most of the people are in recovery or have been through some sort of dark, horrific thing. And, you know, mm -hmm. kind of unpack it a little bit and talk about, you know, getting through it. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty great. Like Daryl Hammond came on and we had an amazing, him and I have both been in and out of a lot of mental hospitals and you know what I mean? Over the years. Mm -hmm. So we got to talk about that. My friend Chelsea Skidmore, who's a comedian came on and we talked about her. Um, she had like a, a, a sort of like a, a veiled suicide threat to get attention oh. from some dude. And, you know, we talked about that and, uh, you know, Frankie Grande came on and talked about, you know, the, the thing with his sister in Manchester and, yeah, you know, all, all of that. And it's and cause he had, he had just gotten a year and it's just, you know, it's just, it's stuff like that. So it's been really, it's been really cool and really fun. And we've just been sort of finding our way with it. And, um, I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. You know, uh, like I said, it started, so it's, it's fun. It's great. I've been watching a couple episodes and your questions and just how you, it, you're almost like a therapist. Like you just ask such great in-depth questions. It's really, really awesome. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. How did you prepare for that? Or like, how did you know what questions to ask? How do you even prepare for these interviews? Um, well, to this point, the people that I've interviewed, I are, have all been, are all people that I know and they're people mm -hmm. that are, um, that I've, I've known for a little bit of time, you know, so I, I kind of have an idea going in about what I'm going to talk about. And that's the other good thing is these people are really comfortable with me. So it's, mm -hmm. it becomes a, you know, that's a huge, it's a huge hurdle at the beginning is these, everybody's just, they've all been very comfortable with me. So you know, and the ones that I don't know and the ones that I have to sort of, you know, like I, I'm interviewing um, this kid, um, um, Manolo, tomorrow. And he's a friend. Okay. He's like a new friend. I've known him for about a year. And he's, it's, it'll definitely be the same thing because he's definitely comfortable with me. But I don't know that much about, I don't know that much about his life or his past or I don't know about who his father is and right. a lot of things I don't know. So I'll ask those questions, but also I'll probably like just Wikipedia it before he comes in just so I <laughs> yeah, like certain things that I could bring up. And at, like with Frankie, like Frankie was a friend of mine, but I didn't know anything about Frankie's schooling or where he came from or the fact that his father was a doctor and his mother worked at that company. I don't know. Right. I, had to, I found all that out on the internet before he came in. So it's just a combination of oh, that wow. and then just knowing him and him being a friend. And, you know, I think I just, I think just keeping it conversational and just keeping it like a real conversation is kind of, uh, it's kind of what I end up doing. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if you kind of know too much, it almost takes kind of like the innocence out of the, like the questions, you know, cause you kind of like already know the answer, but you're just asking it to ask. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and yeah, it's like having that, that genuine, the organic discovery, discovering something organically in a conversation is always amazing. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't beat that. And you know, that, and that happens a lot, you know, um, when with Daryl, we got into some stuff that was really, really deep and, emotional that I, I, you know, that I didn't, and I, I didn't know about until we were talking about it, you know? And, uh, yeah. that's kind of the, um, most amazing, you know, part about it. So it's just, I think that's the goal is just making it comfortable for people to, to, to feel safe talking about, you know, stuff that they may not normally talk about in an interview, you know? Right. I mean, you've definitely accomplished that, like just very vulnerable and raw little nuggets yeah. it's great yeah it's fun it's cool how did you start real talk um, how did that come to be i was doing uh i was i was working with a friend of mine bo man and he has a he has a, a a mobile 
sober app called uh, Sober Grid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have that. Yeah. So he said, you know, he asked me if I wanted to do, you know, they they did stuff. They were shooting stuff, little um, like news pieces and little interviews and stuff that he wanted me to do mm-hmm. for him. He asked me if I would do it with uh, like some treatment centers and stuff that he was trying to get to advertise on there. So I said, okay. yeah, I would do it. And one of the people we came in to meet with was Andrew here, um, Andrew Spanswick. And we came here and Andrew already has the studio and everything set up at the office. So I said, why don't we just do it here? We'll just partner with Andrew and do it that way. Andrew can just, they'll, they'll be one of the sponsors. Um, so he'll be down to do it. And Andrew said, yeah, absolutely. He was down to do it because, you know, it's, it was sponsored by Clean and it was on Sober Grid. And we did a couple of episodes with my friend Caesar and Chelsea. And uh, they were playing on Sober Grid with Clean as the advertiser. And then we stopped financially. It just didn't make sense for to keep doing it with Sober Grid. Uh, so Andrew just said, let's just, you know, we'll, we'll keep it with Andrew and clean as the sponsor and we'll just, you know, show it on different platforms. So we, we started doing it. Um, so we basically just launched the first episode for real, which was the first Frankie Grande episode last Tuesday, mm-hmm. I believe. So now we're just, it's, you know, and that's the whole marketing department. I really don't know anything about what they're doing with it, but that's, that's kind of what's happened there. So now, yeah, so now it's. We need to have like a real talk launch party. Yeah, for sure. In LA. Yeah. Right? Yes. That'd be great. That definitely needs to happen yeah. and get everyone networking and mingling. That would be so cool. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Shout out Clean. Let's hook it up. Yeah. <laughs> what's um what's up with your show? I've been doing this podcast for a couple of months now. I started it when I went back to Vancouver for a couple of months. I needed a little breather from LA and from work. I've been a full time DJ for 10 years oh, now. amazing! So I needed a little breather and I found myself missing talking to people and just having conversations. In my line of work, I'm kind of basically my own boss, yeah. you know, being a DJ, I'm kind of a one woman show. So I don't really have like a work community or really a community at all. So I started this podcast and I have the blog that's been going for a year and a half now and just really trying to build community and support for uh, sober people or people wanting to get sober or just hell, just thinking that's about amazing. it. That's you know? amazing. That's so awesome. And you're, you're in recovery too? Yeah, I am. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been like you. It's been a long haul. It's taken me 10, God, 10 plus years to get to where I am now, which is just over a year and a half, completely sober. Yeah, I definitely relate to your story, you know, ins and outs, ups and downs, you know, trials, tribulations, and sometimes shit sticks and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, you know, you just got to keep on going. Yeah, I think it's amazing too. um, you know, the resiliency uh, that we have and, and sticking to it and you know, not quitting and not giving up, you know, especially somebody like I imagine you and me as well, when, you know, you, I, you know, coming in the program and getting sober and building a pretty spectacular life in sort of a very high profile way, 
and then crashing and burning and then doing that like several times can um yeah. can become you know that's that's demoralizing that's that that's that incomprehensible demoralization and uh to keep coming back um and keep trying after that is like i really start to give myself a lot of credit for that um, and that in itself can be esteemable, you know, that in itself can help build self-esteem. Absolutely. I mean, it's so easy just to throw in the towel and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I've tried, you know, three or four times. What, what makes my fifth going to stick or, you know what I mean? It's so easy to get so frustrated. Yeah. yeah no, it's another thing to just pick up and keep on going. Yes. So you're, are you in LA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm back. All right. Cool. You're gonna have to come in to do a real talk on the uh, studio here. I would love to. I'm kind of nervous of your questions though, because they're pretty intense. Oh, I'm <laughs> nervous. <laughs> um, let's jump back to recovery. Okay. I wanted to ask you, as you know, a fellow. I don't really love the term relapser, but like, let's say extended trier. Okay. What do you think is missing, or is there anything missing? Missing in either your program or. You mean missing in the program so that people don't relapse or missing personally in my program? Uh, missing in the program so people don't relapse. I don't think... When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. I, I, I honestly don't think there's anything missing. I think that I think, you know, alcoholism and drug addiction is such a gnarly thing. If you have it for real, you know, the only thing that I know mm -hmm. that works is, uh, is the program in 12 steps. That's it. So I think in their purest form, I don't think that anything is missing. I think, you know, I think the problem can come in with, you know, because it's such a, we cast such a wide net as far as the definition of what alcoholism and drug addiction is and that people mm -hmm. who are, are maybe not as severely alcoholic um, as some of us can come in and stay sober you know they can had gotten arrested in high school or whatever something horrible happened and they get sober when they're 18 and they stay sober um, 
and they can there can be a judgment from them about people who uh, have struggled and have gone in and out who have maybe more severe alcoholism. And I think what's missing sometimes is the judgment about those people like myself and you who struggled a little bit more um, because, right. you know, our form of alcoholism might be a little bit gnarlier than, you know, what somebody else experienced. I mean, I've like physically injured myself to get drugs before I've jumped off a parking structure to like hurt and, and compound fractured my ankle to get put in the hospital so that I could get drugs. You know, I've done some crazy gnarly right. shit, including, you know, like doing sexual shit with, with people for drugs and for money. Not, not often, but it certainly happened a few times and, and right. doing shit with dudes when I'm not, you know, if that's your bag, that's amazing. But when you're straight, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a really traumatizing thing, you know, and that's the level uh, the yeah. stuff that I ended up, you know, doing when I was out there because there's nothing more important than getting well when I'm dope sick. And, you know, I right. do think there's different levels. And I think because there's different levels, there can be a judgment. And I think I, I'd like that if the, you know, I think right. that, that it'd be great if there, if that judgment wasn't there. I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah, no, definitely. Like more compassion would be great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely more compassion is always necessary. And it's also, you know, the, the, I, I think as, uh, alcoholics, like true, uh, the true alcoholics in the room and true drug addicts, I think we have such an, uh, or at least I, uh, there's such an amazing bullshit detector that when somebody speaking from the podium or telling their story and, and I just know what they're talking about is bullshit, I'm immediately disconnected and I immediately, um, I connect, I connect in the program 100% with truth and, you know, feelings, the feelings that they went through and truth. Right. And, you know, when the, so that's another, that's, you know, unfortunately I. Wait, wait, wait. What, what is bullshit though? Like what, what is your definition of bullshit when someone's being not honest with themselves or no, like people, I mean, speaking from on. a place of like yeah, ego or that what come was, from, what you know, the, the humble bragging and the. And the, you know, uh, mm. and, and also just the straight up embellishing of their stories to somehow think that they're going to connect with right. people who have gnarlier stories is just not, you know, I, I have this one friend who, you know, he came into LA from San Francisco and he, when he came into town, he's like, Oh, I have 13 years sober. And we would literally go to meetings and he would hear somebody share a story. Then we would go to a meeting like the next day or a couple right. of days later, and he would share that exact same story like it was his own. And me and my friend would be like, dude, you can't do that. You can't huh. like, just take somebody's story. And you know what I mean? So just shit like that is just baffling to me. And, you know, there's this one girl I know and she got sober and yeah. she was like, she, was, she got sober and she was like 16. And when she first came to LA, she started, you know, when I was 16. I got in trouble. I got caught with like, you know, a couple eight balls of Coke and blah, 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 blah. And then a couple years mm -hmm. later, it turned into, I got caught with a couple ounces of Coke. And the last time I heard this girl speak, it was up to a couple kilos of Coke that she got busted with. And it's just stuff like that. It's oh, just like, wow. why do you, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't, so that's the stuff I just, I can't, I have a, you know, I have kind of, right. I, I have issues with, but you know, yeah. there's no rules in AA and you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. And I think that's why you just have to sort of connect with the people that you connect with, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
It's a little bit much to think that people have to embellish in order to connect or to, you know, exaggerate their story, almost validate their disease or validate why they're there. Yeah, and I don't... You know, I think some of the most powerful stories are not those of like getting arrested or getting like DUIs. I suck as a human and from my family. How much more yeah. honest can you get? Yeah, and I was... And I Fuck, felt dude. so awkward and inadequate my entire life that when I learned I could medicate that, I did it until, you know, I almost killed myself doing it. Very basic that I connect with. One more question for you. For what little tidbit of advice would you give to anyone listening to this podcast who is either sober, trying to get sober, or thinking about getting sober? What advice would you give? to the listeners really look into, I mean, I, I, uh, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, for people who want to get sober, I would say, um, mm -hmm. you know, get to a meeting, uh, connect with people that, that, that you sort of uh, can, can relate to do what they say, follow and do what they're doing and take it from there for people who, are sober i would say just you know check out really really being sober is one thing but really being in principles and living in principles you know um try to mm -hmm. you know just see see what that feels like like actually being sober that's that's the difference i think between emotional sobriety and physical sobriety it's like once we become physically sober we're forced physically sober as we're ever going to get right you know, the work, it's like after 72 yes. hours and shit, I mean, you're as physically sober as you're ever going to get. And at that point, it's about becoming, exactly. you know, emotionally sober. And I've just, you know, I've, I've discovered and really for the first time being in the program for well over 20 years that that literally is, you know, trying to live in principles and trying to be honest. And, you know, and remember that it's mm -hmm. like, and just worry, and we are a hundred percent here to help each other. And it, it, never more so than in sobriety and, and staying sober. And the only way, the only way to really stay sober is by talking to another alcoholic and sharing your experience with them and listening to them. That's it. That's the secret. There's mm -hmm. no other way to do it. So, you know, if you're, if, if I'm doing that on a daily basis, I'm going to be okay. You know, but it is, it's about one alcoholic talking to another, like yeah. you and I are doing right now. And that's, that's, yes. that's it. That's the secret formula. That's, that's the secret, the secret sauce, sauce right there. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Great advice. Where can people watch and check out Real Talk Louis? Uh, Real Talk with Louis Sabatasso. It's, I'm not, I'm not, I think it's on, I'm pretty sure it's on uh, YouTube somewhere. It's on okay. the clean sites. It's, it, if you go to my, uh, you know, my Instagram, which is Louie, L-O-U-I-E underscore Sabatasso, S-A-B-A-T-A-S-S-O. Everything's kind of, mm -hmm. I think, connected through there. And then there's also Real Talk with Louis Sabatasso on Instagram. There's an Instagram page that's just Real Talk with Louis Sabatasso as well. And then the main sponsor of it is Clean, uh, Clean with a K. Um, so the Clean website, it's all on the Clean websites okay. as well. So that's yeah, clean.com, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, it's on those as well. But um, yeah, check us out. It's cool. Perfect. And, and you're going to. Well, everyone yes, watch. They're, watch. they're very cool. They're very cool. 
episodes. Like I said, we've had we have Frankie Grande, uh, Daryl Hammond, um, we have uh, Nolo, and uh, I have a lot more friends and people that are uh, are coming on. And everybody, the great thing about it now is people, as everybody sort of wants to do it, which is fun, you know. Yeah, why not? We need to get out there. And yeah, I mean, and it's stuff. just about it's about doing the same thing that you're doing. It's I just like it. let's get to as many people as we possibly can. And hopefully connect with people. Yeah. It's like, you know, the whole point is to, you know, to really be able to connect. And, you know, we connect through the trauma and through the pain and that we got through it, you know, and that's where the connection is. And it's totally. you know, the whole point of real talk. And I think probably of your show is to, is to, you know, connect. Yeah, to show everyone that every day is not a rainbow and sunshine, but it's also doesn't have to be a tragedy. You know, we have gone through the trenches and people like you and I are here to talk about it and help other people so they don't have to go through the drama or the tragedies yeah, and that we so went through. You know, if I can help someone even shave like a year off of getting sober, it took me freaking 10 plus. Yes. Yeah, Please, and I would it's, love and to it's, help you. You know, and that's kind of what the whole thing is about. It's just being able to get to as many people as possible and help as many people as possible. And, you know, especially in this era that we're in right now of just like such divisiveness and selfishness and self-interest. It's like mm -hmm. more than ever, we really have to, you know, kind of figure out how to, you know, reach out and help, you know, just and help each other. And that's kind of the whole point of it. I love it. I love your show. Thank I love you. you. You're so dope. Thank you so much for your wisdom and sharing your experiences. It was awesome. You're welcome. Thank and you we'll so see much, you Louis. soon when you come in. Absolutely. Right. Can't wait. You're welcome. I love Louie and I love his story. You know, it's one thing to talk the talk, but to actually walk the walk. Now that's a whole different story. Living in principles. Now that's the real work. As always, Thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without your love and support. Please make sure to comment, rate, subscribe, and let me know how you like the podcast. I love hearing feedback from you guys. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com, on Instagram and Facebook at asobergirlsguide. Have a great day!